the Alabama tonight, bitch. Bitch, I wish I was the Alabama tonight, yeah. Bitch, I wish I was the Alabama tonight. Yeah, the boy caught your fuck ass tonight. Y'all thought you were Y'all thought y'all gonna get out of the bed. The boy would get it, y'all fuck ass. Boys ain't bullshit Alabama. They ain't bullshit Alabama. Y'all would thought thinking they bullshit Alabama. Y'all thought shit was sweet. Y'all thought it was sweet. What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to the Boy Please Whatever podcast, your favorite podcast, the only podcast that matters. I think this is episode six, season two. Um, we're here. It's Monday. Um, and also, yeah, before I go any further, if you are watching right now and you are not subscribed to the Boy Please Whatever live podcast, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button and also turn on your notifications. You can be subscribed and still have the little notification off to kind of let you know, regardless of what app you're on on your phone, to let you know to go ahead and subscribe. Well, not subscribe, but go ahead and tune in because I have content out or I'm live at the moment. So go ahead and do me that solid. And if you are watching and you're not able to comment, that just simply means you need to create an account with your first and last name, I think. like, And I think that's really all you have to do. But anyway, um, what's up, guys? It's fucking Monday. Um, I was at work ex- fucking exhausted today. I don't know why. I went out. Uh, I didn't really. I went out, but I didn't just go out, go out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went to my friend's house and took a nap as soon as I got over there. And I got up, and I think I was home at a decent fucking time. But for some reason, I ate lunch, bitch, and it was. But, you know. Hey, is what it is. What's up, everybody? I see y'all in the comments. Y'all waiting on me. That is so sweet. Oh my god, hearts. So, uh, of course, I always start out. Um, I think I've already said all of that. I always start out with my weekend. So, um, when you're drinking, most shit is a blur, right? So, if my friends aren't here, help me with my weekend. Uh, I did go to Cache Forty Two again yesterday for brunch. Um, it was the air was out back in June. The air was still out yesterday, but they kind of rigged up a bunch of HVAC units and big-ass industrial fans from the ceiling. So, um, it was was cool. The waitress, oh, my God, the waitress, uh, she was really sweet. Her name was Kay. Shout out to Kay. Um, So, we sat down, me and Robin, we sat down, and um, she came, and so I'm ordering my food. I'm like, let me get this. I'm just asking her little questions and shit. And I don't know what I said. And it wasn't, it had nothing to do with the food. But I said something. And she was like, oh, my God, I knew you sounded familiar. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, I watch your podcast. And it was just like, oh. And that wasn't the first time that happened. But it was just like, most of the time it'll happen. Like, I'll be somewhere and people will, like, 
see me and just like speak and like hey d love the show or something like that but like this time it was just more personal and then it lets me know she also listens versus just watching because sometimes you know people catch me like on spotify or apple and it was really cool um <laughs> we had a man uh robin and reggie well me and robin really reggie went to sleep we had a really deep deep conversation about like church and spirituality and shit and um that's where my Facebook status came from. It said, it's not a spirit. I'm horny. So people would, people would literally inbox me like, are you still horny? And I'm like, bitch, I'm not horny now. I'm just, I was, it was just an excerpt from a conversation me and Robin was having. And Reggie spilled some tea, y'all. I can't tell y'all. Oh, my friend Reggie had spilled some tea. They probably had, that's probably why that bitch fell asleep. That tea was so just heavy on his spirit. That bitch Ah, uh, he rocked my world with that one. But that was good. But it's good to sit around and talk with friends sometime and just commune. And you ain't got to worry about your gossip going on motherfucking where you're just in the room with your friends, with your family. But yeah, I had a good time. Uh, my cousin, shout out to my cousin, Shermel Love. She graduated with her bachelor's uh, Saturday from the University of Memphis. So we went to her, um, we went to her, um, oh yeah, Tay was with us. Shout out to Tay. She did pop up. Um, she went, she had a, uh, graduation party Saturday So I went there So uh, you know Just celebrate my family I had a good time I saw some of my cousins From out of town We had a really really good time If you do, if you do not remember Last week I talked about Was it last week y'all? Or the week before I bit a burger From Roxy's Grocery And there was a toothpick Inside of my burger And somebody asked me yesterday It was like Was the toothpick real in your burger? Yes the toothpick was in my Motherfucking burger It, it stabbed me in the top of my mouth And I bit it But needless to say Roxy's is closing <laughs> <laughs> and people have been messaging me like, bitch, you got Roxy's clothes. No, I found out St. Jude is, you know, of course, everybody knows Roxy's is right by St. Jude, like walking distance. So St. Jude is trying to buy up that whole side of the neighborhood, I guess, and make it a parking lot. But yeah, it had nothing to do with me. But, you know, it may have. Might It might have been. I don't know. St. Jude probably saw it and said, it's time to, <laughs> it's time to shut this bitch down. But yeah, Derek, that teeth from Ridgey was so, oh, God have mercy. That was like that country tea, that sun-dried. Y'all had sun-dried tea? Your mom put that tea on top of the car and let the sun cook that tea? That was the kind of tea Reggie gave me. It was sickening. But anyway, um, before we start into the shenanigans, uh, I want to, uh, in a way, dedicate my show to O'Shea Sibley, the 28-year-old black man who was murdered um, at the gas station in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, he was leaving, I believe, a beach or a pool party or something. He had on, like, swimming clothes. And he was voguing to the Beyonce's album, I'm guessing Renaissance, I'm not exactly sure. And he got into it with some um, young men, and uh, he ended up being fatally stabbed. So heart and prayer goes out to his family. Uh, this is a very, very sad situation when you just can't be yourself in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Um, it really, really sucks, and people wonder why we fight so hard to be heard and seen, and it makes people uncomfortable and when people like people see now, it puts our lives in jeopardy. So when you see people out celebrating themselves and being who the fuck they are, we have every fucking right to flounce, vogue, death drop, do all of that good shit because somebody don't like it and it could cost us our life. So um so before I get into the meat of the topic, well the meat of the show, right? Everybody yesterday like was lifting every voice and saying, bitch. Every black person was like, nigga, mm. That shit 
got my rocks off. You understand me? I watched that video a thousand times, and I was just like, bitch, let me screen record this entire three-minute clip because I was like, they're going to try to remove this shit every motherfucking chance they get. Y'all seeing that shit... I wanted to just perm my hair, bitch, and just moonwalk down Poplar Avenue. That shit made me so proud to be black and to just see us stick together in a way that we needed to stick together. It wasn't no fuck shit. It wasn't a bunch of motherfuckers raiding a, a business. It wasn't nothing. It was just good fucking black power and solidarity. Shout out to Aaron Rudolph. He was a 16-year-old young man. He worked on the boat, too. And um, he swam from the boat to the dock, pulled himself up, fully dressed, and commenced to whoop some motherfucking ass. I just, I am filled with joy. I just don't know what the fuck to say. Like, bitch, I'm asking everybody, you saw the video? Did you see the video? Did you see the video? Like, bitch, it was amazing. Like, what a fucking time to be black, right? Bitch, if I was there, I would have had to give me a piece. <clears throat> bitch, I would have had to uppercut me a bitch. They were hitting the women and everything, bitch. <laughs> oh, girl, threw the white bitch in the water. It was sickening, was it not? And let me tell you, the only person that pissed me off, let me go ahead and get him and get his weak ass out the way. This is the very beginning of the fight, right? That was a bit the very beginning of the fight. He was the first motherfucker to make it. So while the young man was swimming, he was running his little soft ass down there. Now, this man on the ground, why are you trying to break it up? Why are you being civil? This is not the time to be civil. That bitch red dress would have been over her head. Like, what, what are we doing? This was the time. This was a call to action. They jumped that man. So if you don't know, it happened in Montgomery. And... um. The black man that was on the ground, he's a security guard. So there was some black, some white, a white family on a boat that were in the fucking way. So all he did, according to the reports, all he did was say, hey, can y'all move y'all boat so we can dock the Mississippi Queen? What was it called? The SS Harriet or something like that. I don't know. So I don't know what transpired with them verbally. But the white boys didn't like it, and they jumped this man. So all of his coworkers was, like, on that boat. So they're watching this shit pop off because they're about to dock. So nobody's like, you know, you know, everybody on the outside of the boat and shit. So they watching this shit. They were lined up like they were giving out government cheese to get back to that motherfucking dock to whoop their asses. Do y'all understand me? Like, could you could, – oh, that would be so fun. And – Everybody that worked there fought, baby. So you couldn't, you can't fire your whole staff. You know what I'm saying? When this shit like that going on, it's just time to go ahead and, and just, you know, rally up the girls and whoop some ass. It just made me feel so good. Like, bitch, they came like Waffle House. Bitch, <laughs> they came like Waffle House employees. Bitch, they whooped ass. Every single one of them in a blue shirt. And then some other black people was hipping down. The old black man beat that woman ass with that chair. It was just amazing. We was like, we were resourceful. Like, we were using shit. You know what I'm saying? It was amazing. Like, what a fucking time. What a time. I don't know what was going through them white folks' mind. They just saw, saw a bunch of niggas on a boat and just lost their motherfucking mind, I guess. But, bitch, we tapped that ass. I don't know. It just, oh, God. And before I move from that, what I want us to stop saying 
and I know you guys may not think of it this way or your intent may not be that. And I'm sure it's not. But when we keep saying we are not our ancestors, I don't like it because our ancestors had guts, right? The ones that push the envelope, like the opportunities that we are afforded now are because of our ancestors, right? They like, okay, you whoop the white bitch with a chair or we whoop some ass on the dock or the bay. But that would have caused black people back in the 60s and 50s to get killed, hung, murdered, house burned down, shit like that. So if you think about the repercussions that they had to uh, acquire back in those days, it kind of puts it in perspective like, it's easy to say what the fuck you would do, but you don't know what you would do until you in this situation. Half of you motherfuckers scared to text and drive or slow down when the police get behind you, bitch. So you can't tell me that you just be so, they'll have to shoot me. Bitch, you don't know that. <laughs> like, you don't know that. It sounds good. I've said it before, too. Like, I'm the type of motherfucker, I can't watch Roots. I can't even watch Pocahontas, bitch. I get mad watching Pocahontas. So I'm I'm there. It upsets me, but at the same time, do you really know how you would have reacted in that time? So I just want people to be mindful when they be like, we are not our ancestors, bitch. Our grandparents, motherfucking, my grandma was one of the toughest bitches I know. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. My grandma would have fought a bear, bitch, and I ain't gonna lie. She was like five foot three. So... Like you said, Tamara, I am my ancestors. Like, we come from these people. So, it's just they they fought so we could go out here and whoop ass on the dock. You have to, you have to pay homage <laughs> to our ancestors. God damn it. They paved the way. So, just be mindful next time, y'all. Like, to you know. And I get it. But I just think it's not good to say. You know. Anyway. Tonight I'm drinking, um, I don't know if y'all have tried this. It's called On The Rocks. Little that bottle, like $12. This shit is so strong. Oh, my God. But, um, anywho, what I was about to say. So, the, t- the main topic tonight was uh, I love you, but I cannot be your friend. So, um, I'm hoping that people are on... To have a conversation with me about this Because a lot of us I know If you have lived life <laughs> You have had a falling out With a friend or someone you considered a friend Or you know whatever the case So um, the reason I'm choosing To talk about this tonight is because It has really really been bothering me um, And I told my uh, Boyfriend Saturday morning that I was like I'm thinking about going ahead and talking about this Because this has been a topic This is one of the very first topics I wrote down um, so let me see, how can I start this off? So last year for my birthday, um, well, I had a best friend of 20 years. I met him when I was in the seventh grade and, uh, of course, so I thought that friendships are supposed to have ups and downs, you know, any relationship has an ups and ups and they have their ups and downs. But this particular friendship was uh, one that I really cherished more than most of the friendships that I had, right? So I was telling my boyfriend today, like, this feels like the first breakup, like serious breakup that I've ever endured. Because uh, I've had a relationship before 
But that bitch could have dropped me off at Catfish Cabin and I just would have been happy to get away from her ass. But um But yeah, it's it's it takes a toll on you and then you have people who always would tell you what they would do or how you should handle it. And it's okay to get advice from people. It's okay to hear someone else's perspective, but until you just really sit down with your own thoughts and how shit bothers you, you'll never get you'll never get over you'll never get over it. Um so I chose to talk about it just because I've been having dreams that I have been in the same vicinity with my best friend and with my ex best friend. And he was talking to me as if nothing had happened, which is his personality, which always has been how he handled stuff because uh, there's just a level of toxicity uh, in him that allows him to operate in those very weird spaces. Um, so um, I told my best, I told my boyfriend the other day, I was like, I really miss him, but that is my emotional side speaking, but I have to open my eyes and see like, it's not beneficial any, it's not beneficial anymore for me. So backstory, uh, we've fallen out before and we've gotten back together as friends, but you don't want to be the one to constantly bring up stuff that happened. Like each time you get into it with them, it's like, you did this before. But when there is a pattern in how you're treated in this particular friendship, um, you have to recognize that, okay, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting change, doing the same routine over and over and over and expecting change. And, um, Hey, Kev. So, um, yeah. So when I kept having dreams about it, I knew it was time for me to talk about it on the show because it started. It's, I don't want to say it started to consume me, but it's something that's in my subconscious that's really bothering me. And like I said, in the dream, he continued to talk to me as if nothing was nothing was wrong. But from my point of view in the dream, I was crying like explain to him how hurt my feelings were. So the downfall of the friendship um, for me, for the, well, the eye-opening experience for me, uh, I have a cousin whom um, I adore. He was my guest last week, and I wanted them to meet each other. They build their own bond, their own friendship. So he, he said, I said something about I will put my cousin over him. We were all just joking. In a joking manner And he took that to heart And he kept saying Hey mom He kept saying that I feel like you would put Your cousin over me And me talking about my cousin Was a touchy subject So um, He got into it with my cousin On my birthday trip While I was gone And When I got back to my room My He came to me And was like Me and Quick got into it And I'm thinking It's my It was my literal birthday And I'm thinking Um I don't care. It's my birthday. I really, why would I want to know that you and my cousin got into it? Because y'all are friends. Y'all have your own friendship. I don't get in those, like, I don't get in the middle of that. I love both of you, right? So he went and got my cousin and was like, cousin, now he was like, quick, tell him what happened. My little cousin looked at me and was like, it's your birthday. We're not finna discuss this. And it was that on that. The, the entire situation was petty as fuck anyway, because 
it was about who fixed my drink. He bought the liquor, so he thought that my cousin grabbed the drink, grabbed the bottle, and fixed my drink as I walked into the hotel room. The family I grew up in, we never operated like that. Money, food, all this shit comes and go. I didn't give a fuck who bought what because in actuality, I asked all of my friends to be at a gator tour for my birthday in which none of them came except one friend. I didn't bitch about it because when I told them the gator tour was sold out, Everyone was like, oh, damn, see, can we get some tickets? I didn't know it was going to fill up that fast. See, can they move something around? Everybody showed, like, this intent to go except my ex-best friend. He was like, well, I didn't want to go nowhere. Right? So, again, I think episode four or six for me, I talked about how I had to, I suffered from the imposter syndrome in which I try to make sure everyone else is happy because I can deal, right? I try to be like a comedian. I go with the flow. I ain't. I don't try to be bitching or nothing like that. So I told him before, like, this birthday, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do because I had just come out of, like, a three, two-month depression because um, I have cystic acne, and my face broke out really, really bad, which I, ha- I have, like, scarring on my face now. I don't know if you ever could tell, but I have a lot of scarring, like, kilo of scarring under here, and it really... Like, it just took a toll on me. I had lost damn near, like, 50 pounds. So I was like, this birthday, bitch, I'm going out of town. I'm going to do what I want to do because my skin had kind of cleared up. I had lost a little weight. So I was feeling sickening. And I was like, bitch, I'm going to do what I want to do. So I sat down, and uh, and I wrote out this itinerary of, like, what I want to do. We're going to do here, bam, bam, bam. This is what we're going to wear. So on my birthday dinner, I wanted to wear lace. Like, all the guys wear lace. And then... For Sunday fun day We were going to wear Hoochie daddy shorts Because everybody know Last summer Hoochie daddy shorts Was the end thing Right So I sent the itinerary over It was in New Orleans So I had got the little Do what you want Or like the little Back music I was just like Oh bitch I'm feeling festive I can't wait to send this To my crew So I made a group chat And um, The first person to respond Was my ex best friend Telling me what he was Not going to participate in I'm not wearing this. I'm not doing that. And I don't feel comfortable in this. So at this point, I spent most of my time and my cousin spent some of his time and another friend of mine spent some of his time finding something that is masculine enough for him to wear. This is my birthday trip and I'm shopping for two or three shirts. So once he gets there, he got there late. Um, We were already out. So he wanted us to pick him up from the airport. I had already discussed this with him prior to him arriving that we're going to be out at the bar. So I'm going to leave your name with the front desk clerk and she's going to give you her, give you your key. He said, okay, cool. His flight ended up getting, he's supposed to arrive at 11. He didn't get into New Orleans. He didn't get to the room until 2, 2 p.m. So we were at the club. I'm checking his location. He's riding past the club. My mama's truck is outside. So I was like, you could have just stopped at the club and put your shit in there. But I'm thinking he wanted to go to the room. So by the time he made it to the room, it was 2 a.m. We had been partying from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. So we're partying. 
And um, by the time he got to the room, I was like, all right, y'all ready to go? Because I wanted to go to the casino. I wanted to go to the casino. And he gambles. No one else gambles. So when we got to the room, he came down. Everyone else went inside. The whole time, he's thinking that if y'all left the party, the club, you could have came and got me from the airport. Our hotel was two minutes from the club we were at. The airport was 45 minutes on the outside of the city. We never discussed picking you up from the airport, point blank. We came to the room because you are three hours late to the party. So everyone's tired, and we going to, they're going to bed. But because I wanted to gamble, I'm up waiting on him. So the next day is the Gator Tour. Me and my friend Jason was the only one to go on the Gator Tour. We had a ball. We get back. That was during the time him and my cousin had gotten into it. We get back. There were T-shirts that my friends had on that was for me, like for the group, like birthday shirts, right? So this is going to be my first time saying this. This is going to be my first time saying this. Um, I had already been told that we were having shirts on the way to New Orleans. I was told that there were shirts in the car with me that my friend, that he, he went to go pick the shirts up. And he told me on the way to New Orleans that there were shirts in the truck and that I was not going to like the shirts. This is another friend who told me this. So when I get to the hotel room, they're playing Do It Like It's Your B-Day. And they have my favorite tequila, which is Espelon. They have some oatmeal cream pies. I love oatmeal cream pies. And they had some uh, Brother's Chicken. So my uh, cousin came in, and he handed – he. Fix me a cup of alcohol. So my ex-best friend is upset because he bought the alcohol. So he was like, quick, want to be the bitch to make the cup, make you the cup like he bought it. And I'm thinking to myself, bitch, I don't even think like that. I don't give a fuck who bought what because I asked y'all to be at the Gator Tour. So this bullshit y'all got set up, I don't give a fuck about. And I said that to all of them. My cousin, I, they all knew how I felt, right? So he was like, this was for you. I did a party for you and you were ungrateful. There was a 10-piece Brother's Chicken. Y'all, there was two pieces of chicken left in that box when I got back in their room. So this shit couldn't have been for me because you girls already ate half of the motherfucking chicken. So I'm walking in. I see the shirts. I like the shirts. I thought the shirts were nice. So I'm thinking, bitch, where's the ugly shirt? Because if these shirts, if y'all shirt is cute, mine got to look the bum. My shirt had just said, it's my fucking birthday. They sure had birthday squad on. It was real cute. So his friend made the shirts for us. The shirts were a different color from what he asked her to do. Uh, my shirt was supposed to say birthday king. Somehow my shirt got it's my fucking birthday in Times New Roman. Now, if you do not know me, I make shirts. I design shirts. So I, there is a certain esteem. you going like there's a certain level of quality you're going to have to reach because I make shirts, right? So when everybody left the room, it was me, my friend Jason, and my ex-best friend, because we all shared the room. And I said, 
she must then feel like making my shirt. Why you say that? I said because my shirt don't look like y'all shirt. Y'all shirt look better than mine. Well, she made the shirt wrong. It was wrong. It's supposed to be white and black instead of it's supposed to be white with black letters and the shirt black or white letters. I was like, oh, so she did what the fuck she wanted to. And I was like, I'm not tripping. I'm not mad at you. But this isn't when we supposed to wear this because that was on the so when we left the Gator tour, we were supposed to put clothes on the le- the lace and go to dinner. So I'm getting ready. My friend Jason's talking to him, asking him why, like, when we supposed to wear these shirts. He says, well, I was hoping that these shirts was going to trump the lace shirts. I'm getting in the shower. I ain't say a motherfucking word. I go ahead and get in the shower. I'm like, bitch, we're wearing lace. So my cousin, whom he hates so much, gave him his lace shirt that he was going to wear. And he ended up wearing something knitted that wasn't black. So I'm upset. The, like, I'm looking like, girl, this is like, you know, it's, it's really not that deep, right? So we, get, we end up going to a restaurant. This girl sat beside me, ate all of my motherfucking food, did not purchase her own food. That hoe ate all of my pasta at this table. My cousin, who she called a mooch because she didn't buy the liquor that she poured me, Paid for my food, the mooch. So, all in all, we had a bum motherfucking time in New Orleans. We had so much fun in New Orleans. Everybody was like, bitch, when we coming back? Right? I get home. I'm talking about walking the door home because we share a location. So we all in the group chat. Everybody like Memphis, we we made it, right? We made it. That hoe called my phone. And this is where it get good. This bitch called my phone and said, hey, did you enjoy your birthday? I said, bitch, I had a ball. Well, let me tell you why I didn't. Went in. So, I'm pissed off because, bitch, I've been holding my tongue about how you've been behaving this entire motherfucking weekend. I've been holding my tongue about how you act the fool with the waitress because you wanted to say, you wanted to order a Caesar salad when the bitch asked us for our drink orders. Like, I have been holding my tongue the whole motherfucking time. Like, girl, what's your tea, right? So, oh, backtrack. I wore a crossbody. I wore a crossbody that weekend. I wore a crossbody. This one right here to be exact. So, bitch, we walking. I had some chips in it, some Funyuns. I didn't get to eat my motherfucking Funyuns, so I was like, girl, I'm going to put my Funyuns in this motherfucking bag. So, keep in mind, I had this on and our birthday shirts. I ended up wearing a friend who couldn't make it birthday shirt that night because their shirts was cute. This is my best friend, y'all, whom i known since seventh grade. Told me not to pose. I pose like it was my. It's like this is my bestie, bitch. So like I'm gonna do a special pose. Like we've been a clown. So I was like, bitch, knee up like cheese. That bitch told me don't post it because you look too gay. That's when the tide turned for me. And he told me that my cousin told him that my cousin was using my birthday, coming to my birthday to get back at me for us leaving his 30th birthday that early. 
So of course I'm gonna go ask my motherfucking cousin. Did you tell him that you used my birthday to get back at me? My cousin's like, no. I was like, that's what he told me, and I showed him a text message because surely you couldn't have thought that you were going to address my motherfucking first cousin, and I wasn't gonna address him. You couldn't have thought that. That ain't what I said. He said that's how I took it. I don't want. But we talk facts, not feelings, right? But anyway, that person he told me not to wear, not to pose. On it, don't post that picture because I look too gay. One thing my uncle Keith taught me a long time ago was you cannot help who you know. So that pissed me off because bitch, I worked hard to be where I am, like personally. I worked hard being Dietrich, unapologetically being my motherfucking self. I worked hard. So a motherfucker cannot tell me how I need to be around them in order to be their friend. His whole family know me. They know I'm gay. So you, I'm the one friend that you don't have to explain any of my man, mannerisms around. Because his mama know he gay. He's engaged to a whole man. But because I want to pose with my motherfucking best friend, he said that I did that intentionally. He is gay. So he told me not to pose because I'm too gay. Now, that's where I got, my feelings were hurt because I had a friend that we shared, I have a friend that we used to share mutually, and Kevin is almost androgynous in a way. When I was in my deepest of closets, Kevin came over my house, Kevin spent the night in my house, Kevin met my family, hell, I drove, I drove Kevin caught to prom, and I was in high school, afraid to even come out. I was afraid of the thought of having to tell my parents and verbally say out loud, mom, dad, I'm gay. But it was one thing I, that my uncle taught me, you can't help who you know. And I put my friend's feelings ahead of mine because I didn't ever want Kevin to feel like I was ashamed of him. And I looked up today signs that show that you have a fake friend. And number eight was they are embarrassed of you. And that was... How I took it. You are embarrassed of me, right? So, um, fast forward back when I got home, I'm bringing all this up. He had so many complaints about the trip. And I'm just like, bitch, let me tell you how I feel, right? So, we didn't talk for a minute. And then I text him like maybe a week later because that wasn't what I was used to not talking to him. But, but again, this was like my motherfucking brother. So, He talked about me to a friend of mine that was building a friendship with him. But he called a friend of mine and talked about me. So I so I called him. Now he started making subliminal messages. And I told him, I called him. I said, So you that's what we're doing now? And he was like, That wasn't for you. That was for his other female friend that he was into it with. It was still into it with to this day. And I'm like, that's not cool because she's a fucking woman. And let me pause here. I don't give a fuck how you may see me as a gay man. I respect women for who the fuck they are. I'm not finna argue like that with no woman. I'm not finna go back and forth with no woman. I'm not finna make Facebook posts about no woman. That's a fucking woman. A lot of us got motherfucking mommy issues, and that'd be the motherfucker you really mad at, right? It ain't the it ain't your friend. It'd be your mama, right? And that's who you need to work shit out with. 
I am not finna sit here and argue with no motherfucking female. I'm not finna be up here like ready to fight and bickering and having motherfucking conference call about me and my friendship with a woman. And I got several female best friends, and I treat them motherfuckers like with respect because they they are women at the end of the motherfucking day, right? But anywho, so I'm like, you posting subliminals that we doing? That one for you? That was for somebody else? I was like, girl, but not knowing a friend had already told me he sent it to him before he posted it. But I'm just like me, I try to leave people out of shit. So like if a friend tell me this hoe said this, I try to leave them out of. So when he called my friend to tell him whatever about me, that pissed me off. So I called him immediately and I'm like, you said this, this right here. I know you talked to him. I knew you talked to him. I told him, this is what he said. I told him so he would tell you. What? You called my friend to dog me so that he would tell me. So that led us into going to another argument because I was like, bitch, this person literally out argues with everybody he encounters. There's not one person. I've known him for a very long time. There's not one motherfucking person that he has not gotten into it with that he's met, built a friendship with. If your number in his phone, bitch, y'all done got into it. Swear for cheese and crackers. So he told a friend... That um, so I'm telling him what I what he said about me to another friend. We fall out. True enough, I shoot the fuck off. I didn't let him get a word in. When I argue, I that's why I try to be calm when I argue because bitch, I get the spewing like Tasmanian devil, and then I get mad and I forget shit, and I want to call you back and be like, and another motherfucking thing, but. I try to be better But um, So When we hung up He called The same friend Now That he Drugged me to And I'm While I'm on the phone With him (laughs) And I almost said the name While you said I'm glad I don't know them Um, He called another friend That the same friend that he said what he said to me about. I'm on the phone with him, right? My friend said, this is him calling me. Do you want me to click you in? And I said, yep. So I was on mute. Y'all, my best friend of 20 years sat on that phone and drug me for Two and a, and a half hours To the point my boyfriend was like Get off this phone Because you're going to make yourself sick Listening to this And I was like Mm-mm. But it got to the point Yeah I had to hang up And that conversation still went on After I hung up So a lot of people We deal with friendships And we hear stuff like You know Such and such said this about you This was alleged this is how, you know, and people, when they get to hearing shit, people put their own little special spin on it. And shit can be misconstrued. But I had the motherfucking opportunity to listen to this bitch for two and a half hours. Talk about me like a motherfucking dog. And my whole takeaway from this whole conversation, y'all, when I laid down, my boyfriend said, are you okay? I said, no, I will be. I said, but you know what hurts the most? He never thought much of me. This bitch went back to high school saying I was trying to fuck his boyfriend that we both went to high school with. 
uh, because I'm an overshare, right? So I'm gonna go ahead and share that. I'm an overshare. So this person I went to school with too. So we had another friend back in the day used to give me head, right? And they were friends as well. So when uh, it kind of got to the point where it was like he gave me head, but I won't give him head because he was uncut. And that was just me being young. I didn't like uncut dicks. Shoot me. But uh, we were just talking about it. And I was like, he was like, how did it happen? And I was telling him, like, we were going through each other's phones, X, Y, Z. And he saw a dick that was, he saw my dick and then he wanted to suck it. So my ex-best friend was, had this boy's Facebook password three years after they broke up. was like, you was telling him your dick was big and you were telling him. I was like, girl, it wasn't like that, bitch. If I wanted the boy, I would have fucking fucked him. You know what I'm saying? I knew he stayed. I didn't want him. It was just the fact of like, girl, this is what happened. I'm, I am an overshare. I do know that. But anyway, the whole conversation was like, when he was on the phone with my friend, like dragging me, he was like, that bitch got a purse. He walk around eating chips out his bag like a bitch. He like attention. He he really mad because we were at the casino and he was standing over my motherfucking back watching me take money at the ATM and I didn't give him none. How oh, is my birthday trip? You would be a mother, you would be Sam Sasha's head to think that I came down here broke. Ho, and everybody know me, bitch. I will all draft my motherfucking bank account before I ask a hoe for a dime. If I ask for some money, ho, please know I'm down bad, bitch. Like for real. And um, and there was a thing like I'm hearing your voice, I'm hearing the passion in your voice, and I'm listening to this man drag me for two motherfucking hours. So I never said anything to him about this. I just stopped talking to him. I never said a word, and. People we had of course we have mutual Friends and people That we talked to I was Talking to them and I never shared with Them what happened between us Most of them came to me And was like he called them like I know that Dietrich bitch told you what happened and honest To God I hadn't talked to I wasn't talking to people about it Because it bothered me this Wasn't a typical falling out With a random bitch I met working At the map code this was My motherfucking brother so this was not something that I was sitting around. It didn't give me joy to share because first of all, it was fucking embarrassing that I had this bitch around me all this time who never, when I tell y'all never thought much of Dietrich Smith, that bitch never, I wanted attention. And the times that we shared, I'm thinking we having bro moments. He made it and flipped into something else. Let me tell y'all this. If y'all watching right motherfucking now, I ain't the best looking motherfucker in America, but goddamn it, I'm one of them. I don't give a fuck what a nigga got. He ain't Dietrich. I don't give a fuck what you possess. I don't give a fuck how big your dick is. I don't give a fuck how much money you make, how, how good your body is, how, how fat your ass is. You ain't bringing what I bring to the motherfucking table. Point blank motherfucking period. Stamp it. You not me. You can't ever be me. You, you don't have my walk. You don't have my talk. You don't have me. So that's one thing about me. I'm confident. I ain't never been a bitch that's going to water me down. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't have to I don't have to want attention. I've always gotten attention. And half the time it's not fucking wanted. I like walking in the room and being motherfucking unnoticed. But if we gonna sit around and cackle and kick and I'm with my motherfucking friends, bitch, if everybody in the room wanna talk and laugh with me, bitch, I can't motherfucking help that. I can't help that. So anyway, I never mentioned this to him. And it was so much shit said on that phone, y'all. That one time, so before the birthday trip, 
I my car had my car started stalling. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with my car. It started stalling. And I'm calling. Who you gonna call, bitch? You gonna call your motherfucking Judy, bitch? Like, hey, bitch, I'm having problems with my car. I don't know what the fuck going on my birthday trip next week. That bitch told a friend. The bitch keep calling me about his car. I guess he want me to give him some money because he had just recently won at the casino. I work every day. I can take care of my motherfucking business. And if I wanted to ask you for some money, that's what I would have done. But what type of friend are you that every time a bitch brings something up to you, it's, it has to be something behind it. But when you're extremely motherfucking insecure and you don't know how to deal with your motherfucking inner demons and you're not happy with yourself, it's always easy to sit around and analyze. Yeah, motherfucking body else in the room so you ain't got to sit in your own shit. It's easy to do that. But my issue is, I'm going to say this right here. My motherfucking issue is I thought I was exempt. I sat around this man and listened to him bring up every motherfucking friend he got to this day. I just sat there listening to this motherfucker talk about people like dogs. And where I fucked up at, what did you fucked up at? Never think you are exempt. When you get older, when you're younger, all that gossip and shit, all that shit fun. Talking about a whole, all that drama, that shit cool. But when you sit back and analyze your motherfucking relationship with people and their dynamics and look at how they treat other people, this hoe was around before me. Why are you talking about her like that? And it's okay to vent about your friend. But there's a difference between venting about your friend and dragging your motherfucking friend. I was dragged. I was motherfucking dragged. Because quite naturally, if you put five motherfuckers in the house, somebody going to get on somebody's nerves. And just because you're my friend, don't mean you don't get on my nerves. But there's a difference between I'm dragging for this hoe. So I'm going to try to wrap this up. Just recently, I called a friend. We had I had a friend, Larice Johnson, died. So I called his little cousin who hung, used to hang with us. And um, I'm telling him, hey, Larice is in the hospital. He's not doing good. With, 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 you might want to check on him. So I'm hearing my ex-best friend's voice in the background. So I'm like, where are you at? He was like, I'm over such and such house. I was like, oh, okay, well, enjoy. Call me later. This motherfucker called my phone at like 2, 1.30 in the morning. I was asleep. I heard my phone ring, but it's just, you know, some motherfucking call. You're like, girl, I'm not going to answer this phone. Bitch, I'm tired. So he continued to call. So I finally answered. The next voice I hear is my best friend's voice, my ex-best friend's voice. Bitch, so, so I'm blocked? I'm blocked? We ain't talked all this motherfucking time, and I'm blocked? And I'm like, excuse me? Well, I wanted to call you and tell you thank you. Uh, I want to uh, congratulate you on your podcast. You're doing such a good job, and I know how much Larice you care about Larice. So I was calling check on you about Larice, and uh, and he said something to me, and I said, "You remember that phone call with said friend?" He was like, "Yeah." I said, "I heard. I heard the whole conversation. I sat on the phone for two and a half hours. I heard you drag me for two and a half hours." This bitch said, "Well, did I lie? Don't you like attention? Did I lie, y'all?" That's when I knew, bitch. I was like, girl, you grown. <laughs> you grown. I politely said, y'all have a good evening. And I hung that motherfucking phone up. I called my friend back and cussed his motherfucking ass out. Don't you ever ambush me like that in your motherfucking days. I don't give a fuck how naive you choose, you pretend to be. Don't you ever do that to me again. Any motherfucking time that a so-called friend tells you that they heard you talking about them 
out there out your own motherfucking mouth, or you made them feel the way by a way that you acted, and they don't immediately say, I'm sorry, I apologize, that person don't give a fuck about you. So being that, and I, I'm gonna tell y'all what I did not say on the phone because I try to protect my friends. There's another friend of ours, a mutual friend, that told him, Hey, you need to slow down because Dietrich, anything can happen. Life is too short. That bitch told, and he told him, if anything happens to Dietrich, you are going to pass out. That bitch told my friend, if something, if he die, I'll come to the funeral, but I won't cry. This man was my friend, my, has been my friend since I was 12 years old until I turned 33. And that man said, if he die, I will come to the funeral, but I won't cry. So ask yourself this if you are watching, bitch. Why call my motherfucking phone? Why would you call my phone and you won't cry over my dead body? That does not make sense to me. And I st- and I didn't say that to him because I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to do that because that's going to cause some more shit between him and somebody else. And this is my battle, Yolanda. So... I'm like, so say some shit like that. If that hoe died today, I'm going to hit this motherfucking flow. I'm going to collapse because I still love him. But that was my point of this show. I love you, bitch, but I cannot be your friend. I cannot. I would be a motherfucking fool to walk around in this world and consider you my friend because you never were. I don't give a fuck how much money we borrowed back and forth. I don't give a fuck how many secrets we kept. We're not friends. You, kept, you keep my secrets so I can keep yours. That's it. You don't keep my secrets because I don't want to hurt nobody. I don't want to hurt him. You keep my secrets so that I can keep yours. And that's it. And I'm like, bitch, I can't. I can't move forward. My feelings are hurt. I'm still bothered by it because I've been, you can't get over a 20-year friendship in 365 days. It's motherfucking, it's motherfucking impossible. It's motherfucking impossible. Possible, but emotions are natural. But bitch, you gotta think. You gotta stand on your motherfucking toes, and you have to think: Is this bitch good for me? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There has been so many people that has called my motherfucking phone and told me what he's been saying about me. Spent his entire birthday party telling people, "I'm so glad that bitch ain't here." That bitch, I'm so glad that girl ain't here. Girl, please, my birthday late. My birthday just passed. I didn't bring you up. Girl, someone fucking drunk and full of green tea shots. Bitch, did I say that girl's name? If y'all was at the ride with me, did I say her name? No, ma'am. I'm having a good time. I'm free from you. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. That bitch sat around and talked about me on her birthday. She glad I'm not there. I sang to him for his birthday tribute. I sang the Golden Girls theme song. Everybody knows me. No, I hate singing in public. It, it makes me extremely nervous. But I got up and I sang to him. And that bitch went back and told people that I made his birthday about me because I was singing. I just be like, girl, if you can't get help here, get help somewhere. Call Charter, bitch. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to tell you at this point. But, yeah. Um, if you have friends and y'all fall out or y'all have bouts, you cannot say what the fuck you want to say because you are mad. And another friend confronted him recently about the situation with him and I, and he told them that he knew I was on the phone the whole time, and he intentionally said that to hurt my feelings. So, you are you have to be a fucking psychopath. You have to be a psychopath. Um, and sometimes your pride, your pride will cost you every motherfucking thing. When you are too prideful to admit you're wrong, you're gonna lose everybody that you consider a friend. Except them hoes that scared of you. 
If nobody's sitting around you, if you can, if you can honestly say to somebody else that you told your friend that you wouldn't cry over their dead body, and they don't check you about that, some people are not your friends. They are afraid of you. They are afraid of you, or they just motherfucking crazy as you. But like, I want to talk about this because it has been bothering me because I try to be so tough, have a hard exterior. I am an emotional being, and I just had to get it off my chest uh, because I, at this point, after I heard that if he died, I wouldn't cry, I was like, there's no, re- there's no reconciliation on my end with him. I have nothing to say. So that's why I was like, you know what? I have a platform, and I can share this. Hopefully, this story helps somebody. I hope you're, I hope you're not dealing with the same situation. But um, motherfuckers are crazy. And uh, you have to realize, and signs are not to be ignored. They mother, like when you go back and think about it, you be like, girl, I should have been cut this girl off a long time ago. But you know, you you young and you having fun, and y'all got so much. In, I like to laugh. If you can make me laugh, bitch, we can go out for drinks. You know what I'm saying? So it just got to the point where I was like, girl, this is my bitch. You know what I'm saying? I thought I had found my one. Like I just knew how we was gonna grow old together. And I was actually considering moving to Texas 85% because that girl was there. Um, but, yeah. I just, I don't understand. And if you are watching or somebody going to show it to you, I'm sure they will. Um, you literally manifested the, the, the divide between my cousin and you. You manifested that. You wanted it to happen. I never sit around. I will hope you put your cousin over me. Bitch, <laughs> it's your family. Like, and... The thing is, in what situation will we ever be around where that has to happen? You hanging around a friend and they sister, and you like you hang around where well, you got a best friend, they got a sister they hang with. Who the fuck sit in the room thinking about? I think this bitch will put her over me. Like you know, what I'm saying what the fuck? We having a good time. We having a good time. And Carissa, like you said, that's, it's fucking disgusting. It's disgusting. But when you know somebody, when you happy and your light shining, and somebody has this a dark cloud over them. And bitch, light gonna shine through it all. Like the sun gonna peep through the clouds regardless. Light travels way farther than darkness. And that's just it. I can't help it that I carry a light with me because life is good. Life is uncertain. You don't know what will happen. So why would I walk around here unhappy? And if you are unhappy, bitch, get happy. I'm me, I'm gay, I'm black, I'm proud, and I'm I am I'm rough around the edges. I'm from South Memphis, Tennessee. I'm proud of it. My family ghetto as fuck. I'm ghetto as fuck. And I am who I am. I can sit in front of thousands of people. I just reached ten thousand listeners as well on Spotify. But I can I can sit in front of, in front of thousands of people. I have thirty thousand TikTok followers that I open up my life to and people are jealous of that. People can't do that. I'm literally doing something that people are afraid to do. And I have nothing to hide about myself. I am who the fuck I am. So it's just like, hey, love me if you will. Fuck you if you don't. And I'm sorry this isn't like a humorous. Uh, I'm talking like fucking uh, Porky the Pig. This isn't a humorous com- uh, conversation tonight, but I had to get this off my motherfucking chest because, um, yeah, it just it, it's taught me to just be more mindful of who my motherfucking friends are. Like and if it and you don't have to have a bunch of friends and at this point in my life you don't have to have a best friend my motherfucking cousin well outside of my childhood friends y'all know who y'all are but my motherfucking cousin that's my motherfucking road dog that's who I know Keith Jackson Jr. that's who gonna be there to the motherfucking last day period and I don't give a fuck how I bitch feel about it 
That's my motherfucking cousin. Told the told the bitch he talk about his own cousin. Girl, first of all, I ain't got nothing bad to say about my cousin. And if I did, they don't give you right to it. If I sit around and call my mama all kind of fat motherfuckers, you better not do it. <laughs> God damn it. I can call my mama or my sister all kind of crazy motherfuckers if I'm mad at them or whatever the case is. But bitch, you can't. The fuck? Why do you what? You not you can you sit your fat ass here and you listen. You don't talk about my motherfucking mama? You crazy? And I think that it's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? You just have to be respectful and love hard. Love for real. Love motherfuckers for real. All this, all this shit that's conditional and everybody against you, girl, you ain't never been that important. Everybody ain't against you. You're against yourself. You hate yourself. And when you hate yourself, this type of shit, it comes through your pores. And like I said earlier, when you're not happy and you don't want to sit in your own shit, it's so much easier and more convenient to sit around and look at everybody else's problems. I don't I haven't fallen out with many people in life, not to the point of an argument. We may outgrow each other and go separate ways, but there's not many people that I consider a friend in this life that I can't go speak to. They won't reach out to me or I won't see in the club and be like, hey, bitch, what's up? Good to see you. You know what I'm saying? I had people that I talk to every day back in the day. We don't talk as much anymore, but it's all love when we see each other. Some people can't say that. You can't say that. You can't. You go around and arguing with everybody. You are what we learned in math class, a common denominator. If you argue with everybody you know, bitch, you are the problem. Everybody ain't fucking with you. You can't go out. You cannot go out here thinking that, that everybody's fucking with you. No, it life just doesn't work like that. Fix yourself and love yourself for real. That's all I want. And like I tell people, people think I'll be being catty. In the words of Whitney Houston, I hope life treats you kind. I do. This is going to be my last time talking about this situation. I just had to get it off my chest because after a bitch don't cry, won't cry over my dead body, there is no reason for me to be talking to you. So I'm just hoping that I can help somebody. Mama, now I ain't call you no... Girl, now I'm in trouble. Oh... Uh, <laughs> You're not even fat, mom. What you talking about, girl? But anyway, now I'm in trouble. So um, let me get out this motherfucker. I hadn't even finished my drink. I got me a little salad uh, from Chick Fil A. I'm gonna go ahead and get drunk, eat this salad, and watch Big Brother. I guess. But anyway, before I get off, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Boy Please Whatever podcast, your favorite podcast, the only podcast that matters. Make sure you. Go ahead and subscribe Please subscribe to my YouTube channel I need a thousand subscribers Point blank motherfucking period Go to my Facebook page and share the post I need one thousand motherfucking subscribers So um, make sure you also follow me If you cannot listen Or if you cannot watch I am on all the podcast streaming apps. I am on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Podcast, uh, Podcasts. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon, Google, Overcast, and iHeartRadio. So, um, yeah, make sure you um follow me and all this shit. Mental illness is real, Jason, and it's really sad when motherfuckers don't realize they're mentally ill. Mental illness is real, and I really want. Help I want y'all to get some help I want you to get some help uh, Because it's it's something wrong And I hate that you don't have a tribe Of people around you that, that will tell you Hey bitch you was wrong for that I've never my, One thing my dad told me You don't ever wish death on anybody Right 
And I'm not saying death is wished, but bitch, I cry at a funeral for my folk. I don't know if it's sad enough. You know what I'm saying? So um, to say some shit like that, we can't come back. You weren't like, you know what I'm saying? We think about what we say. I can be an evil motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? But we think about stuff we say. And even if I knew that my friend was on three way listening the entire time, I would be very cognizant of what I'm saying because I want them to. There would be the opportunity for me to kind of really express my feelings. Like, I really love them. I didn't mean that. But you describe, you you decide to go ahead and say, bitch, fuck that bitch. She's a whore. She, she's a purse wearing sissy. So <laughs> let me be a purse wearing sissy. And, um, I wish the best for you and good luck on your marriage. Um, yeah, and if you're out the closet, don't hang with a closeted person. It puts you back in the closet. Funky Danny even said that a very long time ago. Hanging with a closeted person forces you back in the closet. But anyway, thank y'all. Um, hey, Shara, we did. I talked about it a little bit earlier before I got into this. Um, it's at the very beginning of the show. So make sure you go back and watch it. So yeah, thank you for tuning in with me live and talking to me. Of course, you guys make the show. I cannot talk by myself for a whole hour. I can, but it's fucking you know stupid to do. But anyway, thank you for tuning in. I really, really, really love you guys. And adiva, Dirty.